Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, So What Happens Next, Spooky Halloween Game. <laughs> We're entering into our second week of this ever-so-frightful month. But as always, I'm one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And this week, we are kicking off the second week with none other than Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. <laughs> So, Amber, how you doing on this fine October day? Doing great. How about yourself? Doing all right. You know, the, the spookiness is in the air. You know, it's getting there. <laughs> We're on week two of October, getting ever closer to Halloween itself, and continuing on our spooky Halloween <laughs> is Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, another classic, kind of moving forward from last week's Nosferatu into the future, that is 1960. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's by Alfred Hitchcock, a guy well-known kind of throughout film in tons of different ways, but most of all known for some pretty solid horror movies back in the day, as well as some just, like, great movies in general. So, Amber, psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Um, before we jump into the five things, do you have, like, any idea about, like, have you ever seen, you've never seen this movie before, correct? No. All I've seen is just that same, um, gif that gets played, like, every now and then. Oh, the shower, the shower, the ring, 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 ring. Yeah, like the violin. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, same. I, I know that there was a TV show that was, like, a prequel or something to this and okay. had something to do with that, and I never watched it. I just know it had something to do with a movie I never saw, so it felt like I never would understand it if I watched it, and that's okay. Um, yeah, other than that, like, I know some plot beats to this movie, but I don't really know, like, what this movie's about. So that's why we're going to try to make something up. <laughs> I don't know if I can make anything up. It's just... I... I really don't have anything. I don't know. I never thought I'd get this far. So to change stuff up, I'll give you the five plot points. But instead of you going first, as always, I'll go first and use what little, little, little (laughs) minuscule knowledge of this movie I have to hopefully give you some extra bits that you can jump off off the way. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So let's get down to our five things list. I got five things up on the board for Psycho. Number one, as mentioned, this is by the illustrious Alfred Hitchcock, famous for his television shorts. His other movies, such as number two, a film called North by Northwest, which was like his big Oscar winning movie. Like that was a thing that like made him huge. Like that was his big budget, crazy picture. Um, This was made after the first film he did after North by Northwest. And being such an auteur, that brings us to number three, this was made, unlike North by Northwest, which had for its time a huge budget, like this big giant budget, this was made on like a shoestring budget. It's a movie for like a eight, I think the, the bit 
quoted was like $860,000. Okay. I don't believe that's adjusted for inflation. But thinking of like a Marvel movie today, that's like hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Tens to hundreds of millions of dollars. This is like several hundred thousand. Yeah. Is the only budget for this movie, right? Compared to North by Northwest, which is probably something up in the millions, no doubt. Number four, this is one of the movies that has been selected by the United States government to be preserved in the National Film Registry. So as far as like good of the good films go, this film sounds like it's pretty damn good because the government is like, (laughs) we need to protect this one. (laughs) Or at least it's so culturally significant that it deserves preservation. Unlike other films like Yeah, in case aliens come to visit us, you know, and they're like, show us a movie. Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Do you want something scary? Why would we want something scary? What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) I hope the first one we would show them is Independence Day. Oh, that's a big ball move right there. I know, to be like, like, you try and fuck with us. That's (laughs) the most American move I think I could ever think of. Like, like, (laughs) hello, like, take us to your leader, and it's just like... Okay, it's like, show us some of your culture. And it's like, well, son, I got something for you guys' eyes right here. And it's like, Independence Day. <laughs> and they're just like staring at it, like half wanting to laugh and like half in fucking horror of like, what the fuck are these humans going to do? Yeah, I don't know. what. So Independence Day would be your pick? Like, if it, what's your number one pick right now? You could think off the top of your head if aliens came to Earth and they were like, what, you know, show us a movie that, that you get one movie to show an alien just i don't know like gone with the wind or casablanca or something like oh, that. oh so you'd be like jumping to old classics yeah like, this is what it is to be art yeah type or stuff american hmm. you know culture what would yours be you know what actually <laughs> oh are you changing it okay <laughs> lord of the rings i think to get them to like us probably probably lord, lord of, the of the rings, rings. yeah i think if we can do like a series like that, if that's on the table, I would argue like I'd say something like Bill and Ted. Whoa! It's not. It's not. Now hear me out. Like it's not like the great. They're obviously not like the most amazing, incredible movies on the planet. Like, yeah, they're good. I, I really like them. Go check out our previous episodes on Bill and Ted. But like, in all seriousness, I think that is like such an interest it's like fun it's very positive right it's like taking this cultural thing like music and being like hey look how positive this is but it's also just like wacky enough to be like that absurd and light-hearted enough I mean, the second one is a little weird but like one and three are light-hearted enough to where it's like the aliens could be like okay this is just like humorous music there's no harm there would be like no harm done right the only alien in those movies is fucking station we can always like skip over the second movie anyway, yeah. so it's fine. But anyway, we're not talking about Bill and Ted or <laughs> you know <clears throat> Casablanca or any of that. We're talking about Psycho, which brings us to our final bit on this list. When this film came out, it, I guess, has some kind of twist in it or something, because Alfred Hitchcock made a very strict and very enforced no late admission policy for the theaters that were showing this film. So if you showed up late, sucks to be you. You don't get into the theater. Allegedly, this was 
because I guess there's stuff in the beginning that like it all builds up to when you get to the end it's like a big aha moment I don't know we haven't seen it but it shows that from the beginning to the end this movie has stuff in it like little clues right Mm -hmm. so Amber I'm gonna make up a movie (laughs) (laughs) so I know very little about this film I've only ever, like we said in the beginning, I've only ever seen that first scene with, like, the shower bit. And I know that that, I th- at least I think, I'm, like, 90% sure that that's Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, who's the actress who's in the shower. That's about all I know. I know that this has something to do with a dude and, like, his mom and a hotel. So I'm thinking, like, this is going to be, like, a shining scenario. Like, kind of like in Dracula, where it's, like, the main character's like, oh no, it's raining or whatever. Let's just stay in this fucking dude's castle. And except it's like the shining and it's like an off season hotel, right? And they're just like, Oh, well, it's just me and my mom, you know, here in our hotel because we're taking care of it because it's the off season, but we'll give you a room for a discount because you guys are just oh so pathetic and running around the country. Like it's this couple, you know, on a road trip or some shit. And they let him stay there. And maybe there's, like, some other wayward travelers there. And then, like, the shower thing, I think, is, like, one of those record scratch moments. Like, that's the cold open of the movie. And then it's just, like, flashback two weeks or some shit. And so they get there. And, like, they're all, the dude's weird, you know. His mom's probably equally as weird. Maybe, like, really mean. Like, doesn't talk much. Like, doesn't say a lot of shit. And then just, like oh, yeah, that's my mom. Don't worry about her. She's fucking weird, whatever. And, like, people start dying. Like, next thing you know, like, someone's dead. And they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, just we have to roll the power around the hotel because, you know, we can't can't have it on all the time, waste too much money. And I guess they just froze. Oh, my God, like, what a horrible accident, some shit. But in reality, they were, like, slaughtered or something. And it was, like, the woman in the shower. And ultimately, I think, like, it's, they think it's the mom the whole time. Like, they're like, oh, the mom's killing them. The mom's like, this mean old lady is like killing these people or some shit. And in the end, it ends up being uh, the dude. Like the son, because the son's like super, super nice. And they're just like, oh, he wouldn't hurt a fly. And then it's like, nope, he's a cold-blooded killer. And that's how they lure him in to the hotel. And I don't know. I don't feel like this is going to be a supernatural one, though. Unlike our other movies. You know, I feel like this is going to be like a pretty psychological scary bit you know what I mean like this is like oh no people are the monsters as opposed to vampires and candy men and all that kind of shit uh Amber what do you got I don't know I'm thinking like the opposite like there's gonna be like supernatural stuff like a haunted hotel? Yeah, basically like a haunted hotel. Oh, so we're just and watching Hotel Transylvania. I think going off of what you said, so, you know, it's a mom and her son that own this place. It's probably one of those places that, like, you don't want to stop at. It's oh, just, yeah. like, all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> but, you know, it's the only hotel in the area. And so this couple, they're just like, oh, we'll just stay here, you know, for the night. And... Like, I guess I would think that this takes place like an entire night or maybe a a max of like three days. Oh, okay. So you're thinking like it's almost like a 
like that'd be kind of cool like this movie is just in one night like all this shit happens yeah it would be cool but i guess that would be hard to like kind of stretch that so maybe over the course of like a few days because shit happens at night yeah yeah yeah. and they're like oh my gosh like you know were you guys like walking around like stomping around or whatever and the innkeepers are like no like why would we be walking around when you're sleeping Mm. um and then, like, it gets worse and worse over right, time right. until the last day. I would assume that, like, obviously, like, someone has to die, right? Right, right. <laughs> so I feel like a couple people are going to die. And maybe, like, the wife is the only, like, survivor. And she ends up having to, like, flee from this haunted hotel. Okay. But I feel like there's going to be some supernatural stuff in there, like, things that you can't really explain. Um, what if it's like, what if it's like the son and the mom were dead all along and they're just Holy ghosts. shit, that would yeah. be great. <laughs> they weren't really there. And then she looks back and it's actually like just a house like in ruins. Like Whoa. It, it wasn't even like a Like ha- it's like yeah. an abandoned hotel. Because when she looked at it, like, or when they, you know, her and her husband looked at it, it looked okay. It looked like livable and stuff like that, obviously. But if she turns around, like looks back, and it's just like holy it's all, shit, yeah, that it's would be such a cool like shot. A house, yeah. Oh my god, he's so goddamn cool. Yeah, like the whole like the whole movie, it's like a normal hotel. I mean, it's creepy, but it's like functional, right? Like yeah. there's lights and everything. Yeah. And then when they le- when she runs away, she like takes one look back, and it's just like these decaying ruins yep. of like a hotel. Like it's obviously been cl- like there's maybe even a paper rolls by that just says like. Oh, let's take place in the 1960s. So, like, say, it's, say it says, like, closed down or, or not closed. What's the word? Where it's condemned. It's, yeah, like, condemned, condemned. And the date says, like, 1947 or some crazy shit on yeah. it. Like, oh, that would be really fucking cool. That's way better than my thing. I was just like, <laughs> oh, these people get killed. Like, oh, whatever. It's just kind of like a slasher movie. Yeah. That is so much It's, cooler. like, shit like that that, like, fucks with your mind. Just like, what? Like, there was not a house to begin with? Like, what? Right. Very like poltergeisty, like the house getting yeah sucked up into, I don't know nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, to the I, other side. What I mean, that's literally what happened. Yeah. Like at the end of it, where it's just like, oh, the house gets sucked up its own butthole. Like I don't know what the hell's going on there, but oh, that'd be fucking cool. So it's basically the, the same. It starts out the same, like where the couple is just like ah, car troubles, whatever. We gotta stay at this creepy hotel. Yeah, they're on their like honeymoon or right. something. Oh, that's yeah, good. That's so much shit. more fleshed out than mine. Jeez. <laughs> Even like when you they're go like, first, it's more fleshed out. And the wife's like, mm, I don't know about this. And husband's like, no, like this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> no, honey, we'll be fine. We need a bed to stay in. We can't sleep in the car. Laughs and like all these people living in vans in yeah. 2021. But I feel like the husband always dies, so. Okay. And like every. I feel movie. like that's definitely. You're right. Like, I feel like in movies of that time. Yeah. yeah. Like the husband dies. But then, like, in the 80s, 90s, the dude's the one who lives, right? Uh, and then they switch it in, like, the 2000s where the girl's the one who lives yeah. again. Like, it's like a weird generational hopping thing, I feel like, is what goes on, right? Yeah. But, okay. So, girl lives. It was haunted all along. They were always dead. <laughs> Damn. I feel like that's a mo- I don't know if that's a movie already, but it should be. It probably is it's a movie. It's probably a movie. Yeah. God. That's still really cool. That's a good idea. Well, in that case, Amber, 
Are you ready to go and dive into Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho? Yes. All right. Well, if you guys will give us just a few moments of your time as we go and spend an hour and 49 minutes of hours, which isn't that bad. I think that's pretty on par with uh, Nosferatu, right? That's, that was about this long. Yeah. As we go and watch Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. And we are back. So, uh, Psycho, I think this might be another spicy episode on our part, at least for me. I don't know. Amber, what were your opening thoughts on uh, Psycho as a whole now that we've watched it? Yeah, it kind of went in a different direction than I thought. Same. Really same. Yeah. I'm actually admittedly a little disappointed. Yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like the thing you made up was like a really cool idea and this didn't this didn't do that or it did it did it like halfway in a weird way. I don't know. It was strange. It was just really strange. Yeah. But uh, you know, before we get into it here, Amber, can you can you tell me what what this movie was even about? As especially compared to like what we were coming up with in the beginning? Oh boy. So this movie starts off with this woman named Marion who is played by Janet Lee, who, remind me, she's the daughter, or she's, she's the mother the, of... I believe she's the mother of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Yes. And so it starts off with her, um, just a typical work day, and I guess she works at, like, a bank or something, and she's just, like, going about her day, and then they've got this, like, rich southern guy come in, and he's like, I want to buy, like, property or something, and he's talking to, like, the manager of the bank and whatnot, and he throws down like forty thousand dollars, which cash. is yeah, yeah, in cash, which is a lot during that time. Like right. a lot of moolah there. And Well, this is all after she's hooking up with dude. Oh, that's right. She's like hooking up with a yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah, that part I was just kinda like, okay, like she's just hooking up with this guy and they're talking about like, you know, going somewhere and like leaving, but they can't. Which Right. So this I think is where the movie starts to be kind of aged, right? Yeah. Because it's like Oh, let's get married. And then it's like, yeah. I can't get married because I don't have any money. Yeah. Because this guy later on, we see he works at like a tool shop or something like right. that. Yeah. So, I mean, he's working, but he doesn't obviously make like buku money. So, which like how the times have changed because now people like, like if you're doing that, that's fine. Like it's not fine. Like it's not there, but that's just like the prospect of being like, oh, well, one day I'll make enough money and we'll get married. It's like, oh, well. Oh. Yeah, we can we can never get married. <laughs> I guess we'll never get married. Yeah, even though like I feel like back then they would have been better off, like to the point where it's like, oh, like I can get like a house and stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe they're just really that. Well, bad. I think it's because he's like, in debt. Oh, okay. See, and they I, don't yeah, explain stuff like don't. that. It was just very like, okay, like we can't do that, and she's like, oh, okay, and so. That leads to her, like, going to her job and everything, this rich guy coming in, and this is the part where it's just like, why the fuck would you do this? 
But basically, the manager gives her the 40K mm-hmm. to kind of hang on to because the banks aren't open or yeah, something. Yeah, she says she's Sorry, sick. this is more like a lending firm. Yeah, like yeah, it's not really a bank. And so they're just like, oh, for some, whatever reason, right. we can't like cash this out or whatever. And so let's just have her hang on to it. Right. So like they're all, I think it's like a real estate company maybe. I don't okay. know. And it's just like they... The guy throws down 40000 He's like, I'm going to buy this house like straight up. And they're yeah. like, oh. Uh, but it's in cash. That's a problem. So right. they're just like, oh, we don't know how to. Yeah, they have like a weird thing about it because there's something about like having to take it to the bank. Like they can't just leave it in the safe or something. Yeah. And like, so he goes, oh, yeah, like you take it. And she's like, oh, I'm feeling sick today. I'm going to go home. Uh, I'll just drop this off on my way home or something like that to the bank and if i can't make it there then i'll just do it tomorrow Yeah, i'll do it like monday or something right yeah. and the, the the boss guy is like that's fine like no worries and of course like now she's all tempted because this is kind of like the answer to all her and Bo's problems of all that shit and he lives in like la or something right like he doesn't live the same oh, place yeah because that's the whole reason she leaves yeah and so as you were saying she's very tempted by the amount of money that she just came upon and she decides to just like basically take it and leave town yep and that's where we get like her just um i don't really know where she's going she's going to la her whole thing is she's going to dude and then they'll run away together oh that's right okay so she's on her way there and there are a couple of times where she she looks a little like um, suspicious yeah. and she gets pulled over the first time she gets pulled over by this cop and he's like hey like wait what was the reason why he pulled her over she's asleep in her car that's right she like slept in her car which is like i don't know to me that's not really like a big deal but i guess back then like being yeah. a single woman like sleep in your car like you would think there well, was I mean, something wrong in the middle of the desert yeah. like i mean i could see it like i could see a cop pulling over and being like hey are you all right yeah. like this car is just parked you're passed out in a car yeah. in the desert are you okay and i think it was more like at first it started off as like concerned but then like the way she was acting it was like okay like what what are you doing and so he kind of like um, tries to basically question her as to, oh, where are you going? And like, why were you asleep in your car? And stuff like that. And he's like checking out her plates and stuff like that. And she just like, boom, like takes off, which I was like, why would you do that? Like right. everything was perfectly fine up until you start acting weird. And Well, because she's, this is like the whole first part of this movie is like what not to do if you're going to like yeah. do a heist. <laughs> Cause she's just like constantly paranoid the entire drive and the movie did this weird thing where it was like showing you what was happening back where she's from but like as if it was her thinking about it like she's paranoid that they're gonna figure it out but they did figure it out like it was really weird like they made it kind of vague in that regard yeah and then she like yeah goes and just is super fucking sketchy around this cop who's like, okay, yeah. what's up? And so she loses him, but she's like, oh shit, I can't uh, keep using this car because mm-hmm. he has my plate number and everything. And so she stops at this dealership and she, again, acts really suspicious to even where like the salesman is just like, why, why do you need a new car? And she's like paying in cash and everything. And so she ends up getting like a new car 
Yeah. And unfortunately, the cop rolls in, and right as she's leaving, he, like, sees her. So it's just kind of like, oh, I already know, like, what car you've been driving. Well, he was, like, hanging out with her and shit. Because oh, he's right, like yeah. watching her from across yeah. the street, and I'm like that whole time. I'm like, why is this? This isn't gonna work. You, yeah, you already fucked it up. He's yeah, gonna watch exactly. you. What was the point of this anymore? Yeah, like what the and fuck? So she's she drives off again, and this is where like the movie kind of starts off to where it's like raining, it's like mm-hmm. pouring, and she can barely see shit. I mean. That car, like cars back then, I'm just like, man, that was so the rain X was not like a she thing. had the wind, like windshield wipers going, but like you could barely see shit. And I'm like, I can't even like probably drive through that. And so she stops off at the Bates Motel. Yeah, which is where I guess that that's that TV show's name. Right? Yeah, Bates Motel. Right. Yeah. And that's where you meet Norman Bates. The like fucking weird as shit very psycho well done killer. but really yeah psycho fucking weird ass <laughs> dude but yeah and so she checks in like obviously things are a little bit weird like there's nobody else there it's like no vacancy or something like that? No, it's only vacancy, but he doesn't turn the light on anymore because nobody ever stops. Ah, so it's like right. a, he like yeah. kind of wastes his time. Yeah. And there's this like big house that's like, you know, off to the side of like the motel. And she thinks she sees someone like the lights are on. Right. And she thinks she sees someone there. So she kind of like asks him, oh, do you live with anybody else? And he's like, oh, no, just like mom or whatever. Right. Um, And... This is so like during that time, she's trying to figure out like what her next step is. She like tries to hide the money and stuff like that. And she, I guess, meets this guy for dinner, Norman. Yeah. Um, and that's where that's things where get gets all so. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Norman is like, Norman, I guess, in modern day would be like some freaky incel, is like the only yes. way I could think to describe him. Like, <laughs> Norman is like this incel with like a multiple personality disorder that just kind of assists in that regard. And he's like, oh, I'm going to make some sandwiches. So like, uh, are you hungry? And she's like, of course, sketched as fuck and like whatever, but fine. Like, I don't want to be too weird. Like, I learned my lesson Yeah, because she witnesses like him get into a fight with his mother. She hears it. Prior- she hears yeah, him she yelling hears it, from yeah. the big haunted house looking mm-hmm. place. And then like they they sit down for food or something in this creepy taxidermied back room. And he like (laughs) talks about how that's his hobby is taxiderming animals. And I'm like, this might've flown in like 1960, but this is weird as shit. Like what the fuck? And of course, and then she like, does she, she doesn't like quite hit on him or anything though. Right. Like she kind of like, they talk about it and then like the, so spoilers for this, the big twist of the movie, so we get out of the way so this movie can maybe make sense to us, is that Norman Bates' mom is long dead, <laughs> and he has, like, a split personality of her, and she was, like, super abusive and shit, and he's crazy, and she, he, like, killed her and this dude she was seeing after long after his dad died, and, like, has taxidermied her, her body, and, like, leaves it in her room, and, like, it, it's just this really fucking weird... It's a cool twist for the thing, but it's weird. Yeah. And then he dresses as his mom to, like, kill people, basically. Why are you the way that you are? 
honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. And that's kind of what happens happens to her too. Is like they the he has this weird like Porky's peephole into her room. Oh yeah, and he's like. Of course, like you mentioned, yeah. he's like basically an incel. Yeah. And so he's being tempted by her, even though she's made no, like, she... Like, no advance Yeah, whatsoever. she doesn't really flirt with him or anything. It's just having a conversation or whatever. Um, but he gets, like, tempted, and that's when Mother comes out. Yeah. And basically kills her as she's, And like, that's the that famous scene. Very that's famous, the famous scene, yeah, yeah with her scene. in the shower. It's like, ah! Dun, like, <laughs> dun, dun. Yeah. When yeah. nobody finds the money. Yeah. Like, the, she, Which I was like, yeah. that was like super quick. Like how right. he offed her. Like, like the minute like, that happened, I was like, well, wait a minute. What's the rest of this fucking movie? Yeah. Because I thought she was alive and then you were like, no, babe. Like no, she got dead. stabbed like a bunch of times. Which the dead. way they did it, it didn't seem, it wasn't like, like, you know, yeah. it was just like him like. They definitely tried to like smash cut it quick enough yeah. to where like you didn't have to go too hard. Mm-hmm. And I mean that that's kind of um one of our five things, right? Like this movie was made on like a shoestring budget for the time. Yeah. And I mean like doing something like that totally. Like the first off, this movie's in black and white and I this by this point you didn't need to do that and I don't think North by Northwest was in black and white, so obviously Alfred Hitchcock didn't need to do that, which that kind of covers our first three things on this yeah. list. But um yeah, like you tell, like they're smash cutting to like you make sure it doesn't, you know. Yeah. Like you don't have to like make get a. You don't even probably need like a much of a prop knife or anything. You just have to like move it around or something. Yeah. So Marion is dead. Yep. Like really dead, and we cut to a different scene with Marion's sister, Lila, mm-hmm. and she is basically questioning like everybody about where Marion is because she's like you know she, like was supposed to meet up with me or something. something like yeah, that. something like or call me, but she like never did, so I'm super worried about her. And um uh, Marion's boss is also like what the fuck because she was supposed to drop off the money at the Yeah, know, they all bank, know she at stole least by the Monday. Money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're kind of just like, you know, this gal like I think she like stole right. the money and the rich guy is also getting angry cuz he was like that was like 40k. Right, That's right. like a lot of money. Also, um, you see Norman like dump her body in her car and push right. it into like yeah. a bog or so, something. Yeah. So like it's like going to be very hard to like right. find this woman and the money. But they're all basically like arguing and stuff like that. And so Lila then goes to Marion's lover, mm-hmm. which I think is to, an accurate yeah, description. Yeah, because they think like she yeah. somehow was in cahoots with this guy or whatever right. which i'm like yeah that kind of like makes sense but of course this guy has like no freaking idea what happened um sam yeah yeah because she was like i guess gonna go just show up and be like hey baby i got all this money now we're free let's yeah. skadoodle and like, sam's okay. like i haven't seen her or like talked to her in a while mm-hmm. but yeah we should try and go like look for her or something and they also have like, um, I guess, rich guy hired a private investigator, and so they start yeah. working together to try and figure out like, you know, what happened. And private investigator um, goes to all the, the clues. Yeah. I guess lead back to that motel. No, he's going to like every single roadside motel oh, between right. LA yeah. and wherever she's from. And so he stops there, and right. that's where he meets Norman. Which is like such an so like. We can get into it, I think, from here. Because basically, this movie starts taking, like, different parts. Like, the first part is is dealing with, with the, our, our 
our main what is her name the Marion 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 and like her stealing the money and on the run yeah and I kind of thought like that's where this movie was going to be it was going to be like her in this motel and then things would just become more elaborate like she's there alone and she's like okay I just got to like lay low I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I'll yeah. leave. And then, like, maybe more people come that night or something, right? Yeah. And then, like, it just becomes more elaborate. And, yeah. like, that's what I to thought To the point where, going. like, she may have, like, oh, called, like, her, um, called Sam. Or right. called her sister to where, like, yeah, again, like you said, the plot would become more elaborate. Right. But it was just, it's like that plot ended right there right. and then another plot started. Which is weird because it made this movie <laughs> feel like a weird, like, three movies almost. Because it's yeah, like, it was. her thing ends mm-hmm. and then it's on to the P.I. Yeah. And he's, like, digging around and he's, like, in, you know, trying to grill Norman for information. And yeah. Norman's story is so all over the place. Yeah, and I'm just like. sus. Like. Sussy baka. <laughs> oh my god like, like him and marion they just both suck at it like it was terrible <laughs> i'm like what trap. the hell because he's like oh so you never seen this woman he's like oh uh, no and it's like you sure she might wear a disguise like, like her name freaking right but yeah. then it's like oh yeah sorry it was a bad lighting or something and like that is totally her i remember now it's like oh suddenly you remember and it's just like super fucking suspicious the cop figures out because he skips one of the rooms. Norman skips the room she was in. Yeah. And he's like, you can come with me. I got to like do the beds in all the rooms or something. And he skips the room she was in and the cop or the, the investigator's like, I know what's up. You know, yeah. I'm sure. And like, then he goes up and he goes up to the house and I think he gets killed, right? He gets killed in the house. Yeah, he by does. Norman dressed as the mom. Yeah. And he's like, because he's trying to talk to the mom and yeah. Norman won't let him. Yeah. And then he kills him. And then we get, yeah, the 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 lover and the sister, who it's like the third movie of this, where yeah. it's just like, oh, we got to find my sister. And they're yeah. like... But they also were talking to the private investigator right. at the time. And his he last told him, call, yeah. he was like, I'm over here, you know, checking things out. Um, and then they never heard back from him. So they were kind of just like, oh, shoot, like, maybe we should go over there and, like, see what's up. Right. Because the movie's building up, like, there's something about this mom. That's like, and it's like, that's how they're going about yeah. it, right? Like, like, this mom, there's something about her, and we can't talk to her, and, like, this boy's defending her some shit, and all this other crap. And then that's where you get um, them, like, talking about going over there in the in the hardware store or whatever, and they go. And it just kind of was like, I don't know, to me, it felt weird, because one, just, like, the pacing like that felt like it was going through these big, like, peaks and valleys, where it was like oh boy, another climax, and then we're done. Yeah. And then another climax, and then we're done. And then, but the movie kept going. Yeah. So I guess to me, like, it just felt strange because even the final bit of this movie, the ending, when they do the reveal of, like, the mom's corpse. Yeah. And that Norman's, like, you know, they catch him in the costume and he's, like, screaming or whatever. And the cops get him and all that stuff. It went to, like, a peak and you think it's just going to kind of do what regular horror movies do nowadays and just kind of like peter out and just be like, yeah. okay, everything's fine or, or there's a twist, whatever. But this one just like peaked and then it went back into the valley and that's how it ended. It ended on this weird like flat line of it. Yeah, and I hated the ending because they they really like hammered it in. I know. They were just like, yeah, he's that's what I mean. obviously, yeah, yeah. he's a psycho killer and he also has like that... Um, 
he has a mental illness, mm-hmm. obviously. And the guy just like the psychologist just like hammers it in. And I'm just like, really, you just ruined the movie. Like you didn't right. need to explain it. Like everybody already knew that there was something up. Obviously, there's like a specific name for it. I mean, you could just say like yeah. he has, you know, he was so crazy from this stuff that yeah, like just say like two sentences like oh yeah. he has like you know he has split personality disorder yeah. and like gee like, like he's killed so many people and like well, right it was just, there. yeah and instead <laughs> they like like I liked some of it like it was just I think the movie would have been more interesting to me if it like paced out like Norman's story across the three kind of episodes here yeah. because like the viewer knows at some point that there's something wrong, right? Yeah. Like the mom, we think the mom's killing people and then it's not the mom, right? And it's just kind of like, as these things are paced out, it would have been kind of neat for like Norman to maybe give more of like his kind of history here, right? Yeah. Like, because I think he mentions like, it was just him and his, his dad died when he was little and then just him and his mom and his mom met this woman and then the dude, conv- or I'm sorry, no, mom met the woman, the mom met this uh, man who convinced her to like spend the money that apparently was a lot of money left from her husband's dying yeah to build this motel and yeah, i guess it like literally worked made for no a while money. Yeah. and then it didn't and now they're just kind of whatever like yeah. they're just hanging out and what really happened was like that happened but the whole time norman was like weirdly jealous of the dude yeah and then kills both of them in their sleep with like poison or something yeah. and then just like is so abused by his mom and shit that like he is he projects all the bad things he does into this like other personality and the movie ends the thing i did like about the ending was like it ends where norman is full mom like he there's no no more norman only yeah. mom like there is no only soul lovely singing voice you must have you know and like he's gone full blown out of here yeah and I don't know it was just kind of like you're right it really belabored it at the end and I feel like they could have paced because it also comes off really fucking nuts because the psychologist is like well if I had to guess and then he gives this really long very specific (laughs) like guess quote unquote about like what Norman's issue is and I'm like I don't know man this seems kind of bonkers that you could just pull that out your ass with such accuracy like I would have liked a little bit more wiggle room there or something but there were things I liked about this movie like I think it was cool how it layered it layered the people right like it had our our Marion girl doing stuff and then her sister and and it had the PI and then like the sister and the brother yeah. or the sister and the lover and like I just kind of wish those things maybe layered up in a like at once as opposed to one right after the other because it just kind of felt like okay Norman keeps getting away with it this seems relatively easy for Norman to continue killing people and not like have to deal with this shit so I don't know or just like I don't know it just didn't feel like the stakes were really being like built up you know what I mean yeah how'd you feel about it yeah I just felt like it what should have came off as like a shock factor mm-hmm. it never did yeah at least for me it was just like yeah this should have been like you know shocking to the viewer but me as a viewer i was kind of just like oh you you kind of gave it away and it just kind of like ended there right yeah i mean it was yeah like it just it didn't 
I think because it goes like from climax to yeah, such like, like back to like, zero. Where is yeah. like the thriller? I guess aspect of this movie. Right. The suspense, right. so to speak. Like to me, I was like, is the suspense that I want Norman to get caught? Yeah. Or was the suspense supposed to be like, you know, when they find the mom like in the basement and she's like, that was a, that was a great scene though. I did like that scene a lot. Like that was probably the most suspenseful bit. Yeah. The whole movie. Cause it's like, you have the sister going down in the basement and she's like, what's going on? It's like creepy. The music's playing. And then she turns the chair around and it's this corpse. And then Norman screams, but he's dressed in like the mom shit. And it, it, the way it's shot, of course, it makes it look like a skeleton yeah. screaming. And she's like, ah, and then he's like, ah, I'm going to kill you. And like goes at her. And that's, I think the cops come in or something like no, that. No, Sam, Sam comes, comes he, in. Sam was knocked out, but he managed to like, Get yeah, up wake and up in. and yeah. And I think that's like, like I could see what this movie was doing, right? Like the house on top of the hill that Norman lives in is like the final level, yeah. right? Where like everybody who's been going up there. And they yeah, keep getting closer and closer. They don't come out, right? <laughs> so, like, when, when Marion, like, questions about it, right, she ends up dying. And then when the co- or the, the detective goes up there, he, like, sneaks up there, and then he ends up dying. And then, like, really quick, like, right then and there. Yeah. And then finally, when they actually get into the house and they're, like, investigating the house, the, the lover and the sister, then it's like, okay, we're well, you're going to die. But, like, they don't. They make it out. I, that's, like, the layering, right? Like, building yeah. up to the castle and all that shit. And that's cool, but it just went from, like, it would go to 100 with, like, the murders, and then it would go back to zero. Like, it would feel like I'm starting another, like, episode of a TV show, which I guess was fine maybe for the time. But to me, I'm, like, I kind of, I'm used to the, like, steady build up, right? So, like, in, like, especially, like, a slasher type flick, you kind of have, like, the everything's normal and then the kill happens, you know, the first kill happens and that kind of like brings it up and then it doesn't go back down to the zero. It comes back down to maybe like 30 and then the next peak goes up higher and it goes back down. So it never goes back to the where it was before, but it peaks and then comes back down. And then ultimately your climax is this huge spike and then it either drops back down to zero because everything's hunky dory again or, you know, it drops down and then there's like some stupid twist, like a lot of modern or modern even though they're all like fucking 20 years old now, <laughs> like the early 2000s horrors, right? It's like, oh, we got him. He's dead. And then the twist is like this final little like spike where you end end on the spike because it's a twist. Whereas this was like, you would go up and then it would drop back to zero. And it was like, okay, reset the stage. You guys go to the motel now. And it, it didn't feel like, I guess it didn't feel to me like Norman was sweating any of this, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he could just kill them and there would be like zero repercussions of this. Yeah. Like there was not cops coming in, you know, there weren't, I knew no one was checking. Yeah, exactly. And I felt like, yeah, that was also kind of like a plot hole because it's implied that like he's, you know, done this like at least more than a few times. Right. So, and at least at the end they do uncover like her car, her body and the money. Although right. at this point, I'm just like, it was like in a mud, like, um, cash you know. is cash. You can wash it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can check it in the wash you can machine. Wash that shit. You can just run some water. It's like cloth. That's yeah. like a point, right? Um, but yeah, I just, I, I guess I expected more. I did too. And For something 
preserved in the National Film Registry, uh, Registry, right? Like this thing that's so impactful. Yeah. And especially coming off of Nosferatu. I know. Like to be like Nosferatu inspired people like Hitchcock and Burton to do these things. And I'm just like, oh, interesting. Like, I wonder what this will be like. And I, I see it. Like, don't get me wrong. I see it here. Like, I can see that. Yeah. Um, influence, but it just didn't like the way I think Nosferatu is a good example of like the peak and then coming down and the higher peak and then not coming as far down because like it built up over time, right? Like in Nosferatu, it's like, okay, something's wrong because like I can feel it. creepy real estate agent man, you know, and he gets, gets butter to go out to do <laughs> and then of course it's like oh the vampire oh the werewolf oh whoa and then it's like whoa the vampire guy is like trying to kill me oh no and then it's like i have to escape and now it's a chase to get back to weisberg yeah and like save his his wife only for there to be a big spike of her saving him whereas this was like okay i gotta like i gotta get out of here i stole some money and it's like steals the money and then we're just like driving it like kind of comes down doesn't go yeah. all the way down and we're driving, we're paranoid, we're crazy, we're a little psycho. And then <laughs> we get to the Bates Motel and stuff's like uncomfortable. Like this movie did discomfort really well. It just, I felt like it never built up to the old, except for like the shower kill and then the mom corpse reveal. Like the P.I. arc, I was like, whatever. Like at it, it at this point, it's like he's not calling the cops, so if he dies nothing's going to happen and they can I mean if, unless Norman's an idiot he's not going to let him leave he's clearly asked the right questions like it's not happening yeah. you know so I don't know maybe that's just because we're watching this like over 50 years away and it's like easy to poke holes in it because like, we've seen so many different takes on the trope but yeah it was it was definitely like a not my favorite yeah you know Good, not great. What do you think about the... Um, so we talked about in the beginning, like, in the five things, the last one we have left here is that uh, Hitchcock enforced a very strict, like, no late admission policy. Mm-hmm. And it makes me kind of curious to, like, rewatch this movie because it's like, why? Like, that's the thing I don't get is, like, why couldn't I show up late aside from just, like, not knowing what the fuck was going on like any other yeah. movie, right? Did you get that impression like there was something there where it's like, oh, well, if you miss this, none of it makes sense? Kind of yeah, type I thing. didn't get that impression. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I guess mean, if you maybe came... if you missed the bit about her, like, stealing the money and where that came from, then I guess, yeah. But it's like any other movie. You can piece it together, I feel I like. Mean, but even then, you have the rich guy ranting in yeah, the next in, arc in the middle, bit. it's yeah. just like even like she after, stole a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. Like you could get it from that. I don't know. I think that's just. Yeah, I know. I feel like that's just like hype. Yep. Like that was exactly. just 1960s like, hype. Like you, you can't, can't miss movie. my movie. Like. Also, it takes a bit to get to that shower scene. Like it's not yeah. as quick as I, I like. Yeah. As you might, as we're making it sound, it's not as quick. This movie's a very slow burn. That takes its sweet time getting to some of these like pieces that we're making sound like happen one right after the other they don't but like even stuff like when the brother or i keep calling the brother when the lover (laughs) and the sister go to the motel and they're kind of like faking it they do a great job of like clearly not being like professional detectives with this shit like the brother the lover guy is like real sam i think his name was right yeah he's like really like awkward very aggressive and like you could kind of see through it 
Whereas she's just kind of like there and it's just like, okay, cool. Like I get it. They're, they're trying to do their own little investigation, Scooby-Doo style. And it's not clearly working the best, but I don't know. Like it just didn't, it took a while. And like the whole time, like, why don't you just go in the room? Why don't you just go up to the house? Like just fucking do it. Like it's one guy, you got two people. Like what's at this point, what's the problem? Right. You know, some shit's up. We're isolated out here. Just go for it. Now, I got—I don't know. Maybe it's a t- different time. And so I'm just kind of like. Like if I had a sister and or like if you like if you found a stole bunch of money and then you disappeared at this motel and like a, a P.I. has clearly established to me and your <laughs> sister like she disappeared at this fucking hotel. This dude knows what's up. It's like, OK, well, then me and your sister will go there. Feign entry. And then just go do whatever the fuck we want. And if this guy's going to try something, we'll just be prepared for it. Because clearly he did something to you. So, like, obviously this isn't just some, you know, podunk guy. I have no idea what you're talking about. But, um, I don't know, Amber, If unless you have something glaring that we're maybe missing about this movie. I feel like people are going to be, like, kind of ragging on us because we didn't like this classic <laughs> horror film as much as other people probably do. But final questions, you know? And uh, we'll, we'll, since we got a theme this month, we'll, we'll spruce it up a little bit. So the questions are, of course, what would you rate this movie? Would you suggest people watch this movie? So the two regular ones. And then so far in our spooky Halloween, <laughs> where is this? So we only got two, right? We got Nosferatu and this. Where is this ranking in, in so far between okay. the two movies? Like, which did you like better? And then maybe like a little bit of why? So, uh, for ranking, or sorry, not for ranking, for score, I would give this like a six and a half out of ten. Okay. Yeah. So, it passes, but it's <laughs> it's, it's like a D. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, like, it wasn't what I thought it would be, and mm-hmm. it actually, which is not like a good thing. Because I kind of, you know, had that hype, especially with our, you know, the four, uh, fifth one, enforced a no late admission policy yeah. on our, you know, five things. I was like, oh, God, there's like a lot of context to this movie. And there wasn't. Right. Yeah, it was. It felt very straightforward. Yeah. And then also that it was selected for preservation, in the National Film Registry. It's kind of like, oh, this is like a big deal. And it wasn't. I mean, to counter that, though, like, there were things I, like, I loved the cinematography in this movie. There were so many shots that made me, like, audibly say, like, how the fuck did they do that? Like, a lot of, like, they'd go up a stairs, and then the camera would go higher than everyone else, and I'm like, are there mirrors involved, or do we have the camera on, like, a really large arm? Like, what the fuck is happening here? Because this movie is on a shoestring budget, so like, what the fuck's going on? That's you true. Know? Yeah. So, so I can see in its that value aspect, there. I guess they did like pretty well with what they had, mm-hmm. like the resources that they had. But I think, aside from that, the plot itself was like not, yeah, really that great. Or it was good, but like they didn't. The execution. Was yeah, weird. the execu- execution was bad. Yeah. So that's where I kind of like have to like basically mark it down okay. like it just wasn't speaking to me <laughs> <laughs> but would I recommend people watch it yeah sure because 
you can go back and say, hey, I watched Psych, like the original yeah. Psycho, and it's supposed to be one of those classic horror films. Mm-hmm. And so I think you should see it at least once, but would I personally see it more than once? Mm, probably not, unless it was like a, oh, this is like a Halloween movie, like we should, you, you want to watch something, right. and it's like, it's there. And then as far as ranking goes for the movies we've seen, so Nosferatu and then this one. Yeah. Nosferatu definitely like is above Psycho. Yeah. Like there's no question about well, it. Well, yeah. I mean, you gave that movie like a 9.5 <laughs> yeah, or something crazy that like great. that. Like, and I mean, I, 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 I agree with you on your ranking between the two so far. Like yeah. I liked Nosferatu a lot more than Psycho. Um and that's a movie that has less words in it. I know. There's like just music and reading. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, maybe maybe the thing that makes Nosferatu win out is just like the novelty of it, you know? Like yeah. maybe it's just because it's like, oh, it's silent. So I give it like a handicap here because like it's not going to do all this stuff. And, and Psycho should because they're talking and there's music and things involved. But like, I don't know. Like I, I kind of look at it like I liked the way Nosferatu, like I talked about, like building up, like it built up really nicely, even with, you know, no words and all that stuff. Whereas Psycho would just like, you know, throttle up and then dial back and yeah. throttle up and then dial back to the point where it was going zero to a hundred over and over until we got to like 110 at the end. And I was like, wow. And then we, it sort of shoot to me, it shot itself in the foot because it just like went back to zero and then hit the brakes and then started going backwards a little bit because now I have to sit through this like cop scene that went on a little long talking about why what we like it just explaining the movie to me like I didn't watch it already. Yeah. The ending was nice though where it's like Norman is sitting in the cell. Yeah. Like, I liked that. Yeah. But they could have focused more on that instead of yeah. you know, giving us an analysis of the movie basically. Yeah. It was very like tell don't show. Yeah. And that was kind of. To me, that was a little bit of like, what are we really doing? Like to me, like this being maybe like my first Alfred Hitchcock movie I think I've seen. Um, I think I maybe seen like clips from the birds and clips from other things like North by Northwest and stuff like that. But I've never like watched one of these in its entirety. I'm just sort of like, man, like I was always under the impression that that was a really big no no in certain things. Like, okay, we're gonna sit you down, viewer. We're gonna make you. We're gonna tell you what you what you just saw or what yeah. you need to know. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, like you could have built this up over the movie and then had like a shorter explanation at the end that just kind of like wrapped up the parts that we couldn't show you. Right. Like We can't show you that he's necessarily why he's crazy. We can tell that to you, but we could show you it a little bit more in depth, you know, as the movie goes on or have Norman just kind of dropping bits of his history that are maybe a little twisted version. Like we do that a little bit, right? Like just a little twisted version of the reality. But yeah, I think on my rating, I think I'm actually going to just agree with you on this. I think 6.5 is pretty accurate. Like, I don't want to, like, 6 feels too low and 7 feels kind of high for my enjoyment of this movie. Like, 6.5, I think is solid. It's not a bad movie. It is a classic. It's very impactful. And I loved, again, the cinematography in this movie is awesome. Like, like it's just really cool. And I'm curious how they did what they did. Like, I couldn't figure, I couldn't, I was trying to Google things after we watched it to see like if I could figure out how they did certain shots and like nothing was coming up um or was really broad stuff that just wasn't talking about the same thing I think some of the things that were like cool little tidbits like the no late admission policy like I don't know it would have been cool if the movie like actually did come full circle in some weird way I don't know how it could possibly have done that but like if it did 
that would have been kind of neat. Like, it would have made me... I was the whole time I'm waiting for something from the beginning to come back up, aside from the fact that she just, like, stole money and was wanting to marry this guy. But that's, like, the plot. Yeah. So it didn't really seem like any of that was coming back around in any significant way. I would suggest people watch this, if for anything, because, like, this movie has, like, such a pop culture impact. I mean, the shower scene, like, we talked about. I mean, like, I think I think we said that she won an Oscar yeah. for that scene alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, just that scene. It's, like, the first, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. You know, she won an Oscar for that scene. And it's a great, like, that whole, that bit was probably my favorite part, the beginning. Just, like, I loved the the tension. It felt like everyone's paranoid, like, everyone's like crazy everybody no one is no one is stable here and then it just kind of became this let's catch a killer movie and it just seems sort of weird yeah um but like that stuff was great and i think like you should watch this movie if for anything just so you can understand the context of that scene when you see it you know aped again and something else and i think there's like other tropey things like if you can look at this from like a historic standpoint i'm sure there has wasn't a lot of movies out by 1960 where the killer was someone with like two personalities one of whom was his abusive mother like killing people so i think there's like something there that's kind of almost been ruined by time just because like oh well now that happens all the fucking time or now it's like a possession thing or you know pick pick whatever version of the same story you know um, but yeah, so I give it like a 6.5 and I say watch it. Um, as far as ranking goes, I'm totally with you. Nosferatu, in my opinion, kind of blows this out of the water. Like, which I definitely wasn't anticipating going into this month. Like, I thought it was maybe going to get like incrementally better. Yeah. But so far, like, oh, what a Uh-oh. twist. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but, um, I think that's going to do it for Psycho. Uh, Amber, do you uh, have any any uh, clues as to what we're doing next week? Next week, we're going to be watching Scream 1996. That's right. We are jumping ahead just a few decades to... Uh, so, sorry, 1980s. We're going to gloss over you this month. But we are jumping ahead into the 90s with another really impactful... Uh, sort of slasher fic pick, uh, Scream from 1996, the original Scream. Um, do you know they're actually doing a remake of that right oh now? Oh, God, yeah. they are? They're remake. I don't know if it's a remake or a reboot or a long sequel. I don't know, but they're doing Scream again. Like, they're filming it, right? As we, as we speak, they're filming it. Ooh, directed by Wes Craven. Yeah, so... This will be an interesting one. I've never seen Scream. I think I've seen like part of Scream. I think I saw like the end of Scream 3 once or something like that. And okay. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Dang, they're on Scream 4? Yeah. Dang. They make a lot of Screams. Well, that's the that's like a Final Destination, right? Like, it's like well, let's do like 15 of these, yeah. you know? Or, that's why I like how we're seeing like the originals. Oh, yeah. At least to most of these. Well, of Instead course. Instead of seeing like, you know, different iterations of this or just yeah. like sequels upon sequels (laughs) well that's the other thing about psycho too they made like three of those four of those or something yeah they did i remember when i was looking at stuff for this movie there was at least like two to three more psychos that aren't reboots they're like legitimate sequels um and i think there's like one reboot in there and then a tv show but anyway (laughs) uh next time join us for scream as we continue our spooky Halloween countdown. And as always, I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>